Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. And boy, I sure did week one of the NFL season. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Reunited with my guys, Big Dave. He is at Bow BWL Sports. And Will, the thrill, the goat, Gottlieb, still down in Brazil. He is at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. As always, we are CHGO underscore Bulls on twitter we got our guy our producer joey working things behind the scenes joey. gentlemen hello how hey, are we're you? back baby it's been a minute <laughs> we're so back <laughs> can i can i compliment joey real quick also because i complimented Always. will on his look but i didn't compliment joey on on his look that he got going he got a new hairdo happening right fresh now cut. Go the people, fresh fresh cut the people joey yeah You're man looking, looking like, good they're looking, all... looking right today i don't know i fresh. thought it was a little much I thought yeah, it was a little, real, much, a little too I mean, much. It's, like, it's smooth. It's smooth, me. man. You it's some like Nicholas Shade. Looks like you should be playing for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's too real. That's yes, yes, that's definitely the Euro soccer player. Yes, yes, way too Euro. Way yes. too Euro. I yes, can't. It will be proud. It will help you on the on the softball diamond tonight. Yes, we'll it will. Yes, it will. Yeah, maybe it has a little bit of like playoff mohawk in it. So, oh. Okay. We'll I see. like that. It's nice though, Jay. You look nice, man. I appreciate you. Everyone's looking yes, good. Except for Thanks. me in this vacation half beard I'm rocking right now. Um, that happened in a week? You got that in one week? Yeah, it was like 10 days, but yeah. <laughs> 10 days? God bless it. Man, that's amazing, bro. Seriously. <laughs> good facial hair jeans, I guess. I don't know. I've I've <laughs> never seen my dad or any of like my other like male extended relatives rock facial hair. I guess I have a couple uncles, one on either side, that have rocked a stash, but not so much. I don't even think my brother. I was just gonna say what all the people are thinking is we need to bring back the stash. Yeah, we need to see I hear it. about that a lot. Yeah, I if only lot, so man. we can shave it again on camera. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's coming back. I got some whiskers here. My nieces are a fan of the whiskers. Um, Big Dave, are you enjoying your Meathead Monday? Victory Monday. How about them Bears? I'm not, I'm not in a meathead mode, I would say. Even though, you see, I took down my aunt's artwork and hug up a bear's uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm wearing a bear's hat. I'm going to change that tomorrow. That was for something else. So this sounds crazy that I'm saying I'm not in a meathead mode. But I'm, I'm really not. I predicted them to win the game. Um, I really just enjoyed watching Justin Fields perform. But I'm, I'm not in meathead mode yet. If they beat Green Bay, then, then I think I'll be in, like, for real meathead mode. As much as I am enjoying I mean, the hype from that, no, not happening. Will, Will, you think they got a shot next week against the Packers? I, I really do not allow myself to get meatheaded at all about the Bulls, and so I need to. I need somewhere to store that meathead energy, and that meathead energy is going straight to the Bears. I think. I mean, I didn't. Okay, I didn't watch. I was traveling, so I wasn't able to watch. But from what the highlights look like, they looked really good, and the Packers looked really bad, and. I mean, Sunday Night Football just injected 
all the way into my veins. I'm calling it. Uh, I'm worried. <laughs> w. I don't know if the Bears looked really good. They looked really good for the second half. 49ers mm-hmm. looked really bad too. I'm as happy yeah. as anybody, but well, and you know, Joe, I, I Joe, here comes Joey, Joey right. again. Joey's with, right uh, with his skepticism. The sky couldn't get it done. Maybe he's right about the Bears too. <laughs> I think the Bears could beat the Packers, but I'm not coming out here saying like, wow, like you know, they're forced to be reckoned with in the NFC. Like they looked horrible in the first half. They did. Well, Joey, and the Niners Joey, did them a lot of favors. Joey, were you saying that about Texas and Alabama? Big Dave, I'm no. That that was as big of a loss as you will see. I I'm, I didn't bring it up. For let the record show, I did not bring this up. Big Dave brought it up. Yeah, I did. That, I brought it up. That is as positive a loss as you will have for any sporting. You know, Texas losing by one should be for all all considered a win for all intents and purposes. Okay, that's okay. Right on, man. Right on. Um, well, so, but before we move to bull stuff, I know this is a bull podcast, but some of you out there listening and watching are probably Chicago sports fans across the board. Speaking of the Bears and their big win, this happened while I was on vacation. I don't think I, I heard you guys mention it because you guys didn't do any shows together last week other than one that we pre-recorded. No. Our additions to our CHGO Bears team that happened last week, I yeah. am so stoked about it. In case you haven't yeah. heard, our CHGO Bears staff multiplied in all of the coolest ways for this upcoming 22 season, Corey Wooten, former Ooh. Northwestern Wildcat, former Bears defensive end, the man who ended Brett Favre's career, is mm-hmm. rocking with us at CHGO Bears every Monday this football season. We brought Mark Carm, a.k.a. Carm, on board. You know yeah. him from WGN Radio, from Fanside. He's been covering Chicago sports in this city for years and years and years. So excited to have Mark Harmon on board. And then, um, I'm, uh, who am I? Ma- oh, oh, uh, Carmen Vitale. Um, yep. Car- so Carmen Vitale, who covers the Carmen NFC Vitale, North yes. for Fox Sports, mm-hmm. she's on board as well. And Greg Braggs from Braggs in the Stands, one of the TV. coolest dudes, uh, and most diehard Chicago sports fans in this city. Big Dave, you and I have run into him at a game here or yep. there, uh, over the years. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Be sure you're following along with CHGO Bears coverage all NFL season long. And today, fresh merch in the CHGO merch locker oh, on allchgo.com. Inspired Can you believe how by fast that they turn that around? Victory. My goodness. Shout out to Eric over at DNVR who leads up all of our t-shirt designs and stuff. Uh, it's up. It's on CHGO Sports Twitter. It's on CHGO Bears Twitter. Go hit that link and go get it because it's dope. You're right. I can't Will. believe how quickly they they got that shirt on in the locker. They're gonna be doing yeah. it all year. Yeah, yeah. What it, it was it was great. As soon as I saw it, because I, oh, I, you know, I was like, what? Look at that! Oh, Look at it! it. Look there at it! it Look at it! Oh, that's amazing! What a moment that was. Honestly, like what a real moment and way to capture it right there and the timing of it, man. It, I can't believe we work here. Like, <laughs> like for real, dude. Like we oh, really no. do get to work here with this man and man i just echo everything matt just said it's 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 silly that we get to do this man and i'm yeah, yeah it's awesome I, man. I mean, so go get that shirt go get that shirt and follow along with our incredible chgo bears team all season long look look at that great <laughs> joey uh photoshop with our guy braggs hanging out with mj after repeat the three peat that's so great um Corey Wooten, I like. I know we're not in the office on Mondays as we right. round out the offseason, and he's in for every Monday Bear show. I, mm. I need to just show up at the office, not today, maybe next week, and just thank him personally for ending Brett Favre's career. That guy rocks. Yeah. No, it's going to be a day. I mean, we'll be doing Bulls games, I'm sure, on a Monday, Matt. We'll, we'll, Ooh, we'll run into him. Maybe man. a little Monday Night Bulls game, Monday Night Football? Yeah. yeah it can happen. You know, the schedules will collide and align, yeah. and, you know, we'll – We'll get all that, man. But yeah, shout out to shout out to all the Bears fans out there. I still can't believe we work with Adam Hogue. That's crazy to me. I still ain't that wild. I'm I, I told wild. him that on the show. Like, dude, you know who you are? Like, <laughs> like, yo, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's amazing, man, that we get to do this, man. Bonkers. And okay, bridging football back to basketball. This is a Bulls mm-hmm. podcast. Did you happen to catch that new commercial? promoting Tom Brady, the NFL. I think it's a, a Monday Night Football and ESPN commercial. Um, if uh, Joey could pull it up here, let's in case you missed it. Uh, yeah, we may Sunday not have night. audio on it, but uh, Sunday Night Football. Oh, here it is. Michael Jordan Thank- returned to the game very quietly today with just two words. 
I'm back. Jordan for the win. Age is just a number. Tom Brady, the ageless quarterback. Time is a state of mind. Tom Brady is out of the game and into the history books. I was away from the game for almost two years. He didn't make two months. But you know what that tells me? How much he wants it. How much he needs it. Especially against them Cowboys, who have never beaten him. As for everyone else, you might worship him. You might hate him. I just hope you appreciate him. Because greatness like this doesn't come along that often. But you know that because you are back to TV 12, season 23. He's back. That man showed it. Shout out to Clutch Points for uh, posting that video. Gross. Gross. This is gross misconduct by Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Why? Why did he do this? I'll tell you why. Because Michael comes out for the goat stuff because that's what he is. He's the goat. He came out for the NBA 75 when he was the last player named because they saved the best for last. Mm -hmm. He came out when Kobe passed away and gave an amazing speech for that. And he did the last dance. He came out for that. And he did this. Like, he comes out for the goat things. And Tom Brady, love him or hate him, he is like, he is that for football. I think it's a little, I I think it's like, I wonder how much they paid him. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I I wonder if he just did this out of the kindness of his heart. I kind of doubt it. But Mm -mm. uh, it was just he doesn't want to do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's my point is he did this because he respects Tom Brady on that level. As you as you should, like Tom Brady is that guy for football, mm-hmm. and yeah, I know I know it bothered you. I'm sure it caused a uh, one of many Twitter hiatus breaks uh, over the last week or so. Part of part of that spree, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. So look, yesterday, I that was actually I knew that this was happening about a week before because they put it out like a week before uh, that this was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so. When I, I saw, looked on Twitter, and I saw what Matt, you know what I'm saying, losing his mind and whining and moaning about this, I immediately was like, well, all right, I'm not going to say anything because I don't even feel like talking about this and discussing this. And then Matt is the, like, hey, we should talk about this on the show. And I was like, oh, God. Now I got to listen to a grown man whine and cry about this again mm. all over. I don't want to hear that. But I, I'll give it to you, Matt. Do you think? Like, look, Tom Brady's a goat. He's the greatest ever. That's everything Will just said is correct. Greatness follows greatness. That's really all that is. Okay. First of all, you're you're not you're not wrong to assume that all I wanted to do about this was piss and moan and whine. Because yeah. I, I love doing that about shit that I hate. <laughs> and do. you know I hate this because you know how much I hate Tom Brady. I do. MJ is the GOAT. Spinning all sports, spinning the universe. MJ's the GOAT. There can be only one. Um, but I'm gonna lay down some context for you guys, which backs up why I have an issue with this because to me there are so many flaws in the logic of the comparison not Michael's greatness and Brady's greatness but this entire commercial being about how Brady stepped away and then like his love for the game he had to come back and comparing it to MJ retiring in 93 and then coming back in 95 if you actually look at the context of those two scenarios they are nothing alike Nothing. MJ left for a variety of reasons, all of which were valid. He was sick and tired of the media driving him out of the league, trying to tear down this hero that they created themselves. The shit about the gambling, the Thomas Eskinas book, the stuff about going to Atlantic City during the playoffs against the Knicks. Then his father is tragically murdered. And then people start trying to connect dots between MJ's gambling hobby and his father's murder. And he was like, you know what? Y'all suck. I'm done. (laughs) And also, my late father, who was a close confidant, a best friend, and a great father and role model to me, who I miss dearly, always wanted me to play baseball. So I am fed up with the NBA. I'm fed up with all you people. I want to go play baseball for a while. Which, by the way... It, you know, if it weren't for the lockout, MJ probably makes his way to the majors. Everybody who was around watching him play baseball in that 18-month span 
believes that. The man hit over 200 in double-A ball. Yeah, It's insane. And then because of the lockout, MJ's like, well, I, I'm itching to play. I got to do something competitive. And he started showing up at the Birdo Center for just some Bulls practices. And his teammates were like, come on, man. Come on. Just come back. Just come back. So he came back to prove that he could still be the best player in the NBA, the best basketball player on the planet. And he was right about that. But all of that context, not, none of that is the same for Tom Brady, who's just old, has won a lot, thought he was ready to hang it up, spent a summer hanging out with his wife and kids, and was like, oh, hell no. I guess I'll go play another season. They're, they're, like It's a ridiculous comparison to make because MJ leaving the NBA – doing what he did, why he did it, and then coming back is a much greater story than Brady at 45 not being able to hang it out, hang it up because he hates his family. Like, come on. Yeah, that's not that's not whining at all. That's not whining and moaning at all. I just, like laid three out minutes. A, I just laid out a factual point-by-point argument about why you, you it's, not that? You a, it's not you factual. It's not factual. you going? It's not fact. You said he hates his family. That is not factual. Oh, oh the divorce. <laughs> the divorce with Giselle is coming. It's around the corner, Dave. Do you do you not know that? Because that's happening. Oh my God! You are so in tune with him and his family life. To, for to, for you to hate someone so much, you know so much about Tom Brady. And it's it's a little eerie. It's a little eerie, man. Like you're like, nope, no the family life. I know the kids. All this stuff is going down. A little eerie, Matt. It's a little eerie, bro. They're they're not they're nothing alike. The stories <laughs> of them leaving their sport and coming back to their sport are nothing alike. If, and I don't I, get why MJ is willing to make that comparison because it's a ridiculous just, comparison. Let me ask you just one question, sir. If you could compare Tom Brady to any player in any sport, who would it be? No. The answer is Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's why you can't think of it because the answer is Michael Jordan. That's why. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He's great. Deal with it. <laughs> Adam in the comments saying it's not like Jordan didn't remember all of that when he did the commercials. That's what I'm saying. That's what I just said. It's like, I don't get why MJ did this. Because I don't think that MJ thinks that Brady is on his level. Like, yeah, I know he's got all the rings, but come they on. They play pickup basketball together. Yes, yes, they do. They are cool with each other, man. And they're both stupid rich. Like, yes, they are They are on each other's level, Matt. Whether you want it to be or not, that is the level. Nobody else is on their level. It's, no, it's, he's on his mountain. He's on his mountain. Nobody it's, else. It's the story arcs of the whole I'm back thing in the commercial that bugs me. That's I get what that. bugs me. I, and I get that. And I and I heard your point <laughs> that you laid out right there. That was very well thought out. I think you wrote that down for like an hour. That was amazing and very well thought out. But then I'm just talking about grass. All me and Will were saying was it was just greatness coming out for greatness. That's it, man. That's all it was, bro. Like it, it wasn't that deep. I appreciate you going deep as you did because that was awesome, but it, that's all it was, bro. Just greatness. That's it. It really, really. <laughs> He's consistent. I'll tell you that. Matt's consistent. My God. He's consistent, man. And I love him for it. <laughs> did you enjoy the game? Did you watch the game at least? Did you, did you the watch The Sunday it? Night Football game was trash. It was trash. It was. Good Lord. I mean, it, it was, was a trash. field goal fest. I had a bunch of different bets down on who would be the first touchdown score, and we had to wait until halfway through the third quarter to find out who it was. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, Well, you want to do that next week. Did you win? That's a great question. Nope. Oh. Hmm. And now it's he hates okay, him even though, more. Bro. It's okay, though, because you know what I did hit on? The What's under that? of the Bears-Niners game, which was just free money for everyone, oh, given the weather conditions. Amazing. And Will- it's I had no faith in it, but just because I decided to be a meathead Bears fan week one, I took the Bears plus six and a half. Should have yeah. taken the money line. Yeah, I had the Bears win like 23-17, I think it was. But I had them win it. Will, are you going to are you gonna be able to watch it next week? Are you going to be able to watch the Bears? I will be watching next meathead week, meathead and I'll out? finally be able to open my points bet app and play oh, some wagers because yes. I haven't been able to do it for way too long. You think we should all do that then? We should all like put a bet in on, on the Sunday night game? Like as a CAGO Bulls unit right here. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Okay. What's the line? Right. What's it looking like right now? I can't look I it up. I don't know, but it's not big enough in the Packers' favor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, man. But I'm down. I'm down. Matt knows I don't gamble. I like your jersey also, Matt. Uh, very nice Justin Fields jersey. Uh, Will, if you don't no, know, no. I also 
have one, but the I roulette wear... table at Planet Hollywood says different about your gambling habits, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Will. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't you can't be saying that anymore on this show. Right. I can't say that. Listen, I can't definitely say that. Roulette, I was just doing it, and I was good at it. Like that's mm-hmm. all. It was all yeah. vibes. We got, we that's the last time you'll see me gamble. It is a game of skill, if there ever was one. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to track down our pal Reynolds that uh, that that roulette table oh, dealer the, the Haitian roulette the, dealer he was all vouch for the fact that Big Dave is in fact a fan of gambling. <laughs> I'm a fan of roulette. Once I learned it and I figured out what it, I was like, oh okay, this is just vibes right here. I can do that. That's all day. <laughs> I was like, I can do this all day. Oh yeah. All right. Boom boom boom. Let's do that. And then I started winning. And I and yeah, it was fun. It was fun and hanging out with y'all. Came home a very rich man. I, I didn't mm-hmm. leave empty-handed. <laughs> I, I walked away with something, man. But it was fun. Right, y'all. I definitely so had a great time. There's uh, there's that. A little, little football-basketball combo talk there. A little goat talk. A little fake goat talk. Um, <laughs> moving on, we're going to get to some more <laughs> topics. Uh, talking about the updates about the NBA midseason tournament that broke over the weekend. Whether or not we like them, what we think about them. And then we'll round things out with a look at Bleacher Report's rankings of the starting fives in the Eastern Conference and where the Bulls fell on that list. But first, we got a new sponsor here at CHGO. We actually have several new sponsors moving forward into the fall season. One of them, this is is now officially right out of the gate, my favorite sponsor of ours, Green Ridge Farms, y'all. Today's episode brought to you by Green Ridge Farms, a Chicago local meat and cheese company. Offering you a better all-natural option to that icky kale that no one wants. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating. Join us at the Bears tailgate September 25th. Happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. And with 16 grams of protein per stick, make a perfect post-workout snack, too. Talking to you, Will. Talking to you, Joey. <laughs> meat sticks come in both chicken and black forest beef and different flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. Delicious <laughs> because they are made from recipes generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free. That's right, Mm. free. Simply by using promo code CHGO at checkout. Delicious, healthy snacks at GreenRidgeFarm.com. Oh, man, I missed you, Matt. (laughs) I missed you too, buddy. Uh, And after you have that, you're going to have to wash it down with something. You got to take something to wash all that down, all that goodness. You got to take it to wash it down, y'all. And what better thing to do than get those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, those probiotics, and of course, oh my God, the adaptogens. Help you start your day correctly. It's called Athletic Greens, y'all. AG1. That special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, your focus, and your aging. All the things you need to be taken care of. It's lifestyle friendly. It's vegan. It's dairy free. It's gluten free. Contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals. No artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting amazing. And it's cheaper, y'all. It is cheaper than that cold brew habit. It's less than $3 a day is what it costs you. It's cheaper than getting all them different supplements yourself. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. But don't take my word for it. Take the word of the GOAT who's looking amazing over there. You know why? Because it's that Athletic Greens. You better tell them about it, Will. I just want to say you're supposed to start your day, as you said, Dave, with the Athletic Mm -hmm. Greens. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be eating, what is it, Green Ridge Farms, yeah. yes, you got to be drinking your Athletic Greens first. That will allow you to take it all down. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> all do it that healthily. delicious meat and cheese, baby. Get the nutrients that you need. Got to do right. Athletic Greens first. Priorities, guys. Oh, prioritize. And to make it easier to do that, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of those free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash 
C-H-G-O Bulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it. Will? You feel it. Mm. <laughs> what a great combo. It Green is. Rich Farms, meats and cheeses. That's right. Athletic Greens. I think that's a good thing. Oh my god! I can't yeah, wait. I'm I'm seriously gonna hop on their website right after we wrap up and order some. We haven't been in the studio. You guys weren't in the studio at all last week. Obviously, Will, you're still down in Brazil. Did we no. get free samples? Like when we get free samples of new sponsors? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't been in the studio. The studio already looks. There's just a stack of meat waiting is there, for you, Matt. Is there don't just worry. a we'll fridge see. full of meats and cheeses at the office right now waiting for me? Maybe, Matt. Maybe. But, you know, maybe at the tailgate as well. You know, you'll have that as well. So hey, I am not a religious be. man, but I might have to say a prayer for that one. Um, <laughs> did, did you guys hear about the uh, the e. Coli, e. coli outbreak that got traced back to Wendy's restaurants? I did not. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> a bunch of Wendy's locations all over the country caused some big, out, uh, big outbreak of E. coli. And oh, they traced it specifically to... The lettuce they were using on Wendy's burgers and chicken mm. sandwiches. Mm, mm, Never mm. got a coli from a meat stick. That's all That's I'm gonna right. say. Yeah. <laughs> what do vegetables do? See, you just bad mouthing them. I said nothing bad about Greenwich deliciousness. You know what I mean? It's not necessary to bad mouth it, sir. But I hope everybody feels better. <laughs> you got a heart of gold, my friend. Such a diplomat. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, be kind. Meat is delicious. I never said it wasn't good. It's delicious. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, speaking of diplomatic, the NBA and the Players Association are currently still working out and negotiating the terms of this new midseason tournament that Adam Silver and the league executives appear to be obsessed with. Maybe trying to capture <laughs> some of that midseason excitement that international soccer has with their domestic cups and, and the UEFA Champions League mixed in with their regular seasons of their respective leagues. I get that. As a soccer fan, I get that. Uh, NBA fans seem to have been kind of wishy-washy about the idea. Um, but nonetheless, over the weekend, we got some further updates. A couple of tweets from Sham Sharanya. Joey, do we have those to take a look at real quick? Uh, essentially, with some more details about the parameters, saying... Cup games through November, eight teams advance to single elimination final in December. The other 22 continue on with the regular season. All games part of a normal 82-game schedule, one extra game for the two teams that meet in the final. And a bit further detail from Shams here saying, the NBA and Players Association still working to finalize the in-season tournament concept, which includes to-be-determined prizes for the eight teams that advance to the single elimination round, sources said. I see the word prizes there, and I just think of like an eight-year-old's birthday party. Like, what, what <laughs> prizes are we talking about here? I can't imagine it's like draft capital. Hey, here's an extra <laughs> second-round pick for you because you won the midseason tournament. What are these prizes? I don't know. I'm still on the <laughs> That's exactly – that's what it should be. That is exactly what it should be. It should be – okay, so here's here's my thing about it. I think it's a mindset thing. As fans, mm -hmm. if they're not going to, like, make it about, you know, giving your team – like I heard Bill Simmons say, they should give your team an extra $10 million in cap space or another lottery pick or something like that. Like, if they're not going to give you an actual tangible prize that the fans want – because, like, the fans don't really care about, you know – Tony Bradley making $500,000 because the Bulls won one of these games, right? Like they're not going to get invested in that. So I think one, there has to be something that motivates the fans uh, and whether that's a draft pick or extra cap space or whatever. But for me, it's like a mindset thing. If everybody decides that it matters and that it means something, then it will matter and mean something. And if you put some prizes in at the end that the fans I think could be excited about, like a lottery pick or the 14th or 15th pick in the draft or even uh, an extra second round pick, a pick at the top of the second round, like that stuff matters. That can really influence your team and, you know, potential like just adding more talent in, in future years. Like that, that could be a huge thing. I don't know if they'll do that, but I think that would really make this thing exciting for the fans. And if it's exciting for the fans, I think the players will get into it and then it will become something that really matters. Mm hmm. I when it when I first heard about it, my first thing I said kind of on along the lines of what what you're saying, Will, 
uh, was I don't see how you get – I wasn't even thinking about the fans. I don't see how you get players, coaches, and and organizations excited to do something like this. And my first thing was – I was like, dude, you know Kawhi Leonard's not playing in this and LeBron's not playing in this. Like, they don't care anything about this. And the next day, <laughs> I saw Mark Cuban on the podcast say – Oh yeah, we're not playing none of our players. <laughs> none of our good players are going to play in this. Like we don't care. Well, I think that's this. where that that's where the idea that these games are just regular season games. Like you still mm-hmm. have your eighty-two. These just count towards something different. So right. I think that's the the workaround there. Yeah, but that it's so early on in the season that it still doesn't incentivize like organizations to play their best players in something like this. If it was later in the season and it was deciding that that seating then, then yeah, I could see it like that. But in November, like they're going to be resting those guys anyway. And I think we'll, you personally, I think you have to incentivize, not the players. You have to incentivize the owners. Like, even like you said about draft capital or about money, like they have to get that. You can promise the players more money, rings, whatever. They, they, they got all that. Like they don't care. You know what I'm saying? But the owners are the ones you got to go after. Cause they're going to be the ones to be like, okay, look, we're going to get this if this happens, guys. So you're going to have to play in this. You have to ask, incentivize them more so than I think you have to do the players because they're going to be chilling. They're trying to prepare for an, for the Larry O'Brien trophy, man. And I don't know what the name of this cup should be. I think they should let fans name that also. That would be awesome and really cool if they let fans name the cup. I think it's going to be, be cool. the Probably David Stern cup Commissioner's Cup. <laughs> that could, Yeah, okay. Right. What you say, Matt? Wait, what? Cuppy McCup face. Cuppy. Did you guys hear that story? It's like a year, several years old now, but like some like town that went together to get like a big boat or something, and they let the people vote on the name of the boat, and they decided on Bodie McBoatface. There it is, like right there. Like as soon as you say it, there it is. (laughs) Right there. I mean, Boatface. I think it's fair to ask how players and executives and owners would be incentivized to do this. But again, going back to what you said, Will. These are regular season games. They're counting for two things. They're counting towards your, you know, 82 game regular season record and hopefully your seating in the playoffs with those 82 games played. And also this little in-season tournament that seems like it'll be pretty straightforward. Some cup games in November and then they weed people out and then eight teams of the 30 have like a very quick single elimination tournament or something like that and then two teams in the finals. So the only teams that play more than 82 in this scenario are the two teams that meet in like the championship game. And for them, I guess that would be game 83. Um, I think it's like, hey, if players are playing because they're healthy and they want to play and it's one of 82 regular season games, they'll play. I I don't see like star players being like, well, I'm going to sit out in this because I don't like it. I think it's weird. Whatever. It's a regular season game. You play in it if you're healthy. You don't if you are injured nursing a nagging injury or you know dnp make something up if you're a vet who wants a night off but i don't think that they would necessarily target these tournament games as well here i'm going to take a night off because it's a tournament game i don't care about it. it's a regular season game too yeah but they take those night offs all the time like during the regular season game so i, I don't think there's a real difference there um but for me it's just also the fact that it's so early like I think it would be better to do this again. I think it'd just be better to do this later on in the season and it would be a little more, I think players would be a little more inclined to be available to play in something like this then in November and then in December as to where you know, the guys idea, are going to be taking their like time to... and chilling at that point in time. You know but, what I mean? But then it gets too smushed up close to the playoffs and I think the league wants them to be two separate things and mm-hmm. the league wants something to add more drama. I get it. In the it. earlier part of the 82 season, 82 game slot. I understand. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, it's still a lot of, it's still very flawed, you know what I'm saying, to me. And it sounds like it's still kind of fluid, but it's kind of taking shape. But, I mean, yeah, like, they said as they, soon they as do, not this coming season, but the season after, 23, Yeah, 2023, right. They look like they're gung-ho and moving forward with all this. So, I'm just interested in seeing how they really get those guys just really on board with all of this. Because hearing Mark Cuban talk about it, who was the owner and kind of echoing the same stuff I was saying, just shows that it, like everybody's not really on board with this yet. I Yeah, I think it, it's all about like trying to make the games early on in the season exciting and matter. Um, 
I think especially for teams like the Clippers who are going to be like resting somebody every single night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think it comes back to prizes that matter to both the players. And like you said, Dave, to the front offices, because I think the front office and the fans, unless it's like completely money, you know, if like a dra- I think an extra draft pick would be so cool because you'd also get some of these other younger teams like the Thunder who just like are hoarding draft picks right now. Like you really mm-hmm. think Sam Presti is letting Shea Gilgis Alexander sit out of these games? Like absolutely not. <laughs> so, and, and the Bulls too, for example, who don't have yeah. a draft pick in the first round this year. Like True. this is, a, that could be a huge asset that now allows them to make another trade for a player for next season. Uh, yeah. Or at the at the deadline, or whenever it may be. So mm. I think that could be a really valuable thing uh, for the fans in the front offices, and then obviously for the players. I don't know if it's monetary, but again, if everybody else assigns value to it, then it will become valuable. Maybe the players catch on later, but like if fans are now saying, "Well, uh, LeBron's not my goat. He never had one of these Commissioner Cup trophies." Like <laughs> LeBron's going to start trying for one of these Commissioner Cup trophies because he wants that <laughs> added to his legacy. It's the same thing with like these conference finals MVPs. Like Steph Curry is the only player to win the Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals award. And like that will soon become something that people care about. It just, it will. It does. Yeah. Like people are, people are averse to change because they think it doesn't matter or whatever reason. Once we start having that as part of people's trophy cases and we start to like that's, that's like the whole thing about basketball is like you just assign value to stats or to, uh finals or finals records or finals mvps or defensive player of the years or you know like steals per game or whatever it might be like you could say lonzo is a better defensive player than matisse Tybel because of x y and z stats like once we start incorporating this into how we evaluate players i think it does become something that's valuable and so maybe the first couple years it's slow and that's where i think you need incentive for the fans in the front offices where like I said, Sam Presti is not letting Shea Gilles Alexander sit out of any games that could help them get another draft pick. So yeah. I think that would make it really fun. And as it just becomes, you know, a part of the way that we discuss basketball, I think people will care about it. See, that that to me is the flip side of what I understand they're trying to do with making them regular season games that count towards this other midseason tournament that they want to do. Logically and logistically, I get that. What I don't see is what you're talking about with adding value to guys trophy cases adding legacy value for some little mid-season tournament that's really just playing in regular season games you would play anyway and then maybe what you win one game in december to win this like tournament that was just comprised of your own regular season games because that's different that's not how they do it in international soccer domestic cups are separate UEFA Champions League is separate. It's not like, oh, well, we played this regular season game and it also counts towards group play of that turn. No, they're completely different things. This is just taking a regular season game and saying it counts towards something else, which like that's that's. But yeah, I mean, there's not a perfect there's not a perfect analog for it. But I do think like, you know, just because it's not done the way that the soccer world does UEFA or Champions League or whatever. I think doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be worse. Maybe it is, but if you look at the way that they did the play-in tournament, like they added a ton of value, an immediate value for the owners right at the gate. Like these are not playoff games, but they're considered like super high leverage games that get you to the playoffs. So now fans are invested because it it gives you a chance for the Hawks, who were the ninth seed this past year, to actually make the playoffs, and they did. Um, so I think the way. Like this is clearly we 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 saw three bullets from Asham's tweet. Like we we do not have the full picture. If it comes out that like this is it, that there's just like these games and like a winner is assigned at the end, yeah, probably not the most exciting. Uh, I do think over time it will become more valuable as it just like becomes a part of the NBA calendar. I think it will just mean something more. But I really do think there needs to be prizes and there needs to be um value for like all parties involved from the fans from the players to the front offices to the owners i I totally agree with that dave no and will i completely agree with you about this stuff mattering um because what changes it is time time is going to change all that like if this is going on 20 years down the line this will become part of any stat um look at defensive player of the year you know what i'm saying like that 
a war wasn't around, you know what I'm saying, in previous eras, you know, with Wilt and uh, with Bill and the guys like that. But now it's a part of the lexicon. It's a thing. You know what I mean? Like when they didn't, you know, keep records for blocks, it wasn't a thing, you know, like, but now they do. And now it's a part of it. And time is the thing that changes all of that. So as time goes on and it keeps, you know, going and they keep doing it, it's going to start to matter. It won't change, obviously, for us, who, who is the GOAT, but people will start using it in their arguments um, as these new players come around and gather up these awards. And I think that's like, that's what's great about basketball and sports in general is like, you can just assign different value to all these different criteria that make up an argument for a player or a team or, you know, like, cause when we're at the, at the top of the top, we're splitting hairs, right? Like LeBron and Michael, you know, you talk about six and oh, right. Cause like, these are the two greatest of all time. Like, how do you differentiate? And it's like MVP and defensive player of the year in the same season. Well, LeBron should have got that. Well, Michael was 6-0 and in the finals. Well, LeBron's been to 11 straight finals or whatever. Like, you just, you, like, have these back and forth. And I think this this adds something to that. And I think that's exactly what the NBA wants. They understand that you have to just add things to the conversation to make these debates happen and more complex because that's what gets people talking about basketball. And that's exactly what they want. They want people talking about basketball, watching basketball, and debating basketball online. Well, I mean... I think there's some truth to that. I think from my perspective, the two biggest truths are it's a cash grab for the owners and it's a ratings grab for the league because they can say, oh, this game means something. This this isn't just a Joe Schmo, you know, middle of November regular season game. This is a cup game. Right, 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 right. Nah, your your record's going to go from six and five to seven and five if you win this game (laughs) on your way to 82. You want to call it a cup game? And I think that's good for you. Call it a cup game. Nobody fucking cares. I think that's what we're all in agreement on here is like that there needs to be something that you take away from this. That's like, that makes it matter more than a regular season game because otherwise, yeah, you're totally right. Like you could just see the Clippers versus, versus the Lakers and it's a Kawhi and Paul George rest day and Anthony Davis is, you know, questionable with toe soreness or whatever. And so he's going to sit it out. Like that's not exciting. Yeah. So there needs to be something there. But again, if there's a draft pick on the line or uh, a prize uh, whether it's monetary for the owners or the players, like there has to be something that incentivizes people because these games are not different. But I do think as it, like maybe the first season, the first couple seasons, it might be slow, but just the more that it is part of the regular NBA season, I think the more exciting it will become down the line. This whole conversation made me think about that comment that Chuck made to you, Dave, when you were talking with uh the legend himself, Chuck Swirsky, in one episode last week, talking about like handing out rings to the summer league champions. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. What do we know? Oh, oh, yeah. Better, better put that yeah, okay. front and center in your trophy case at home. <laughs> I got and the owners league. don't even get uh, commission at the gate for those games either. It's like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Right. Like, we don't get no money. Like, yeah, they don't care. Silly. Thomas and Mac loves it. Um, yeah. But that is a great reminder. Uh, anybody listening to today's show who did not check that interview out with Big Dave and our our uh, Bulls radio guy, Chuck Swirsky, last week, it's an awesome interview. It's an awesome conversation. Big Dave, you guys covered so much ground. You did an incredible job with that. I wanted to appreciate mention it. that to you uh, before I Thank forgot. You. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, you very much. Chuck, what a legend. Dude, Chuck Swirsky, man. It's Chuck Swirsky. Chuck Swirsky. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about these latest Eastern Conference starting lineup rankings from Bleacher Report uh, and where the Bulls land on that list coming up next. But first, Big Dave, we've got yet another new sponsor to show some love to today. Ching, ching. Yes. More sponsors, baby, and we love it. And this one, y'all, is something you can use because it's pins and aces. You heard me. Pins and aces. It's the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. Oh, yeah. We do it all over here. We love our pins and aces gear, y'all, and it get tons of compliments on and off the course. You know who's going to be wearing it? That man, Will Gottlieb. He is made for some pins and aces gear. Look at him. That's what it's about. It's a family-owned golf and apparel business, y'all. They make polos, hats, golf bags, all of them are amazing. And also, guys, they make the beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers you heard what i said seven right inside your golf bag keeping them cold the entire round all right that's gonna get my man matt peck out on them links when you get something like that so church out there 
<laughs> you check out pinsandaces.com and you use that code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. You heard me, y'all. CHGO is the code 15% off your first order. And you do that at pinsandaces.com. Come, tell hey, come on! Wouldn't 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 the coaches look glorious in this Dude, shirt hitting the it links? It is built for the thrill. I'm Ooh. telling you, man, it's built for them. I gotta <laughs> see if they have like sweaters and stuff. I mean, it's getting cold in Chicago soon. I can't be wearing uh, polos on the on the course in the oh. winter time. Oh yeah, the golf oh, games gonna be on fire. That'll keep you warm. They got they got some long sleeve action. <laughs> Check out this guy. Look at that glorious guy. We got some oh. outerwear. We got some outerwear. We got some we got outerwear. Some I, okay. I don't play golf, but I need to get me one of those beer sleeves. That sounds great. That does sound amazing. Seven. Just oh, seven. Just set it on the <laughs> other side of my entertainment system across from my beer fridge, which is on the other <laughs> side of my entertainment system. Like, man, you want to come golf it? No. I got the seven beer sleeves. I'll be there in 30 minutes. What do I need to hit the links for? I got my beer sleeves sitting in my living room. 30 minutes to drink seven beers. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the immortal words of Barney Stinson, challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Bleacher Report. They love their rankings. And Woo! we like to talk about them sometimes. Some of them are dumb. But so in case you missed them, these dropped recently. They ranked the projected starting lineups of both the Eastern and Western Conference for the upcoming NBA season. And I got to say, I think that the Bulls are pretty much right where they should be here. Uh, we can get into some of their reasons for this, but there you see it. The Bulls top of the right-hand side at number eight. Uh, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, no surprises there. Cavs all the way up at number four after the Donovan mm -hmm. Mitchell trade. Brooklyn Nets at five. Hawks and Raptors are, I think, the two where we can start the conversation to say, do those teams have starting fives that are more impressive than the Bulls? And then also, interestingly that they have the Miami Heat, last season's number one seed, mm -hmm. at nine, one spot behind the Bulls. Guys, what jumps out to you here? Um, that Heat one, like you said, jumps out to me first uh, and foremost, because um, I think it's correct, honestly. Um, but the Bulls one, well, not before I even get into the Nets one also jumped out at me, because when you first see it, your first thought is, what, you're crazy? And then you immediately remember Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. That's the team. You're like, okay, carry on. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, go on with your day. Like, that's a vicious starting lineup. It's interesting uh, also because I feel like the top three were just based on them being good, you know, and where they finished, you know, more so than anything else. I think, like, four on down were – were, they really were considering – well, this starting five is this, and they have that and that and that. But the top three is just because they're the top three teams. And they're like, yo, you're the top three. You're up there, okay? And any way you want to put it up there, this is how you finish. You're going to be in there. That's just how it goes. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I don't have a huge problem, like you said, Matt, with the Bulls and, and where they were. I can nitpick on it for sure, you know what I mean, and say, yeah, I, maybe I have them, you know, over the Raptors or – and I know we don't want to hear that. You know, <laughs> the Raptors and, and things I knew, like I that. knew somebody but, was going to say it. <laughs> but um, but maybe maybe I could have them over uh, Atlanta. You know, you can you can argue all of that stuff. I think, but for me, it's not it's not egregious enough for me to just be offended by it. You know what I'm saying? I think. Can we? Can, I just want to start with the Heat, and uh, as an extension of that, the 76ers. I think we're overrating pj tucker a little bit not like just us three but like the the basketball world is talking about pj tucker like he's like the the like missing link to winning a championship if you're the heat versus the 76ers like he's a solid player he's 37 years old he had a nice resurgent season last year but was like not very good the year before that and i mentioned he's 37 so i mean he's a good player i think he helps both teams a lot like caleb martin is definitely a downgrade and that's the reason why the Heat go, you know, down to nine. But, like, I wonder if we could take a look at what they did for this last year and see where that Heat lineup is. Like, they just – they are always really good. And I I don't expect the Heat to drop off quite as much as I think some people are. But I digress. I think the Bulls should be above the Raptors uh, – wait, sorry. Who was in front of them? The, 
the, the Raptors, Raptors at seven, me. Hawks at six. Raptors at Brooklyn seven, at Hawks at six. Yeah, I think the Bulls should be sixth. And I think they get knocked a lot for the fact that they're unhealthy. But that's exactly what this is, is looking at like what their projected starting five is, how good that would be. And like we saw that group. It was very good. What are we doing here? Like we don't know mm-hmm. what the Cavs even will look like. <clears throat> I mean, Karis LeVert starting at three, come on. Like he's going to be... He's going to really hurt them defensively. And if you play Isaac Okoro, then you have a complete zero offensively. Uh, the Hawks, I think they could be very good, but and and they probably have the best player out of that group, right? Like Trey Young is the, is the best player on both teams. But I think the Bulls have clearly the number two and three. And you could argue, you know, four, probably DeJounte is four, but like the Bulls probably have four out of their top six players in those two starting lineups. Um as you said, Dave, I love the Raptors. I love the style that they play, but they don't have a guy that can go get a bucket in the most important moments of the game. I think that's why they struggle. Like they can win you a the ton Van of games. Vliet shade is real today, Will. My God, <laughs> I love Fred. I love OG. I love Scotty Barnes. I love Siakam, Trent. Like that whole group is awesome, but they don't have Demar Derozan who can just no. close out a game. No, they don't. And I think the Bulls. I think the narrative is swinging a little too far in one direction on some of these teams and too far in the other on teams like the Bulls and the Heat who like have proven to be good when they're whole. And like that's what these lists assume, right? That these teams are whole, that they're ready to go. Obviously, you know, Lonzo is going to be missing and we talked about it last week. Uh, Mark and I did. So if you want a deeper dive into that conversation, go back and listen. But I think like the Bulls are getting a little disrespected. I think they could they could be as high as six on this list. They yeah, could it's, be, yeah. It's interesting that um, whoever at Bleach Report put these together made note of the fact that the Bulls' projected starting lineup for this upcoming season is the same returning projected starting lineup as last season. Lonzo and mm-hmm. Zach, DeMar, Patrick Williams, and Vooch. Mm-hmm. They did point out that that five played a grand total of five games together last season, totaling just 63 minutes on the floor together. <laughs> 63 minutes in an 82-game season. And in those 63 minutes, that bull starting five had a net rating of plus 9.6. That's incredible. But again, very small sample size. Patrick Williams gets hurt. Then later on, before he even comes back, Lonzo goes down. Um, So there is a lot that we don't know there. They also, in this Bleacher Report explanation of having the Bulls ranked eighth, mention Lonzo Ball because, of course, Every conversation about how good the Bulls might be this upcoming season these days has revolved around Lonzo Ball with all of these updates and not updates about the status of his knee um, after trying to come back last season and not being able to. While we were all away and didn't do any shows together last week, we got that report from Jamal Collier, covers the, the central part of the NBA for ESPN, and then also Ramona Shelburne chiming in saying, we're hearing... He ain't playing game one of 82, and it might be a while after that. Now, take that if you want to take that. Another part of your conversation with Chuck Swersey last week, Dave, was him pointing out when you asked him about it, hey, the Bulls haven't released anything yet. Let's wait and yeah. see. And yeah. plus his optimistic heart for saying so, and no disrespect to him for, for having that stance because I, I, it's perfectly valid to say, well, let's wait and see what the Bulls say. Let's wait and see what Lonzo says. But yeah. look, these reporters have their sources. Right now, I am banking on the fact that Lonzo ain't playing it's anywhere near the first week of regular season games. That's what it seems yeah. like. And that, I think, factored in to these rankings because it's like projected starting lineup includes Lonzo yeah. Ball, a very talented two-way player who was vital to so many things the Bulls did well last season. What what happens if you put Io in there instead? Okay, or yeah, Dragic let's, let's play instead. that game. It's Let's play that game with Caruso. Caruso, Zach, Damar, Patrick, Vooch. Last year, plus 5.3 points per 100 possessions, 118.5 offensive rating, 90th percentile, 113.2 defensive rating, 45th percentile. I think a lot of that was obviously played after um, Lonzo went down and Patrick had come back. So the last 15 or so games of the season, probably not their best basketball. I think you, you assume some positive regression there. And that they're, you know, closer to, I mean, probably not the 9.6 that you had last year with that projected starting lineup, but like maybe six, seven, eight, like that's a really good starting five. I think the Bulls are, 
like when you compare it to the rest of the standings and I'm like, this is as much directed at me as anybody else. I just think like, maybe it's hard to see the bulls getting a top four seed. Maybe you look at, you know, some of these other moves that teams like the Hawks and the Cavs have made, and you just start to get really depressed and go into a, uh, you know, rabbit hole about why the bulls should have done X, Y, and Z things. But like, I think they will be better and be able to handle the loss of Lonzo ball a lot better than they did last year. Um, by just by way of the fact that they have like a full training camp to prepare for it. So I agree with you, Matt. Like, I don't think Lonzo is going to be playing anytime soon, uh, which sucks, but I still think with Caruso in that lineup, they're still very good. Maybe, you know, eight is about right. Fine. But like, that's still a very good lineup. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a very good lineup. And, to add on to what you said about Chuck Swersey, because that was going to be exactly uh, the point I was going to make. Like, I didn't even think of that uh, until he said that. Like, you know what? You're right. And the one thing that we all know about that group over there is nothing really comes out unless they say it. So I'm not saying this to uh, say I don't believe Collier or uh, Ramona when she said when they say this, because I do, <laughs> you know, because I didn't think Lonzo was going to play. Like, I don't think any of us had that in our hearts to think that he was going to be ready for training camp or at least the start of the season. But to sit there and have that ideology that, well, you know what, it's a it's a front office where nothing really leaks. And unless you hear it from them, it's hard to determine something to have that ideology is logical to me. To It makes a lot of sense to wait and see what they might say about it. But just from what we've, you know, kind of seen and kind of feeling on this and then hearing that, like, no, I don't expect them to be there, but I don't think it's ridiculous to sit there and say well i haven't heard it from this front office like why why should i worry about it yet until they say well, i think i think this is kind of a, a separate discussion but i think that we kind of have heard it from the front office like everything from billy and ak at summer league saying you know lonzo's progressing but not as quickly as we would have hoped and mm-hmm. the fact that we don't know for a fact yet that you know training camp is starting in like two weeks the fact that we haven't heard from the bulls that lonzo is ready to go tells me that he's not ready to go. So I do believe that reporting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it would be kind of cra- Like, I think way more likely than not, he is not going to be playing to start the season. So um, I agree that that's, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that. But again, taking it back to this, you know, where does the Bulls starting lineup rank? It's probably not this lineup that the Bull, that Bleach Report gave, but I, st- I think with uh, Caruso slotted in there and I can look it up with Io instead of Caruso too. Um I mean, that's still a really good unit. Yeah, it is. I mean, subbing, subbing Caruso in there is is still a very good unit. Um, let's get to a couple comments. Uh, Daddy Fish saying that the Bulls could be anywhere six to nine on this list. That's kind of where I am. I think they came out on the low end of where I expected them to be. Um, and and I'm not like you know all broken up about it. Bleach Report makes yeah. these rankings all the freaking time. I don't really care where they have them, but that's where I would have had them if I had to guess before seeing it. Probably somewhere six through nine. Dontavius yeah. thinks it's a uh, pretty put together list. Um, also saying he thinks that the Bulls will handle the ball loss better, but it won't be perfect. Uh, and look, yeah, if you're prepared for it, if you come into training camp knowing we're not going to have Lonzo until, I don't know, January, let's just say mm-hmm. that hypothetically, you can make a game plan. Um, it, it still doesn't take away from the fact that you're losing one of your highest volume and most efficient three point shooters from last season. You did not address that weakness on your roster this offseason and you are down one of your elite perimeter defenders that made your defense work last season mm-hmm. i mean those those things are all still true absolutely um, uh niles what up niles saying that he thinks that the bulls are top three seed when healthy and top six when unhealthy and last season showed that despite what pessimists think we got better this offseason we'll be fine if you, if you want to call Drummond and Dragic a gradual improvement on the depth of the back end of your roster, sure. Okay. Can can Dragic be more useful than Big Dave's guy, Matty Legend? Hopefully, if he's still got something left in the tank, is Drummond better and more useful than Bradley or Tristan Thompson? Probably. Hopefully. That's about it. Um, I mean, we'll also see how they handle the schedule. Um, yeah. It's it's not the cakewalk schedule. schedule that they opened up last season with. So if they got some quality opponents out of the gate and don't have Lonzo Ball out of the gate, it's hard to see the Bulls being a bona fide 
not worried about the play-in team, at least for the first couple months of the season. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be no, they, interesting. They... I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, it's going to be interesting watching it only because I do agree with um, the fact that they know that this is coming and they know that, you know, Lonzo not being there was a thing and they dealt with it before last year. And I think also we're not mentioning Io either. I think he's a huge part of this as well uh, in this equation. You know, his ascension and him getting better uh, and him performing better on that floor will also uh, alleviate some of those concerns as well, uh, along with Caruso. Um, but it's going to, they're approaching it in a sense that they know that this is just my thinking. I'm not saying that, you know, it's confirmed that he's going to be out there, but they're approaching it in the sense that, hey, he's not going to be here. And guys might are preparing, might be preparing a little bit differently, you know what I'm saying, for that kind of thing, more so than them being thrusted into it when he went down in January. And then they had no clue when he was going to return. So they didn't know what the lineups were going to be or how it was going to shape out. You, you understand exactly what it is now when you take that floor and who's going to be doing what and where they are going to be. You get it. You know what it is. So you bet you're easier to approach and to deal with certain things. We'll see if it works. We don't know. We'll see if it, it, you know, is great. We'll see if it's not. We have no idea. It's going to affect you because we know how good Lonzo Ball is, but they have talent and they have the one th place they have depth is at that position with Caruso, with Dragic, with Ayo and guys like that. It, you even want to throw Kobe in there, you can't. But they have that kind of depth at that position and guys are going to be better and they're going to be better prepared for it this season. 100% agree with that. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important at some point for this news to just come out that he's out until X date or out indefinitely because it's just so much easier on the players, the coaches, the fans to like know what the expectation is, that we're not just like waiting for this guy to come back and save us because I think that is kind of like the reputation that Lonzo had last year of yeah, being yeah. the savior. Look what happened yeah, when he when they were healthy. Look what happened when he got injured. I don't think it's going to be that stark this year. And I think as long as they're like under the impression that they need to be able to move forward without him, which is I think where they are, then I think they'll be in a better position to withstand, you know, him not being out there. Uh is saying, I agree, Dave. The they know uh I agree, Dave, they know this is coming with the schedule, but the hope is they are battle tested compared to last year. If not, we're I mean. in danger. Um, yeah. may, maybe somewhat battle tested from last year. And, you know, people talking about this continuity, Niles chiming in with that, uh, saying that, that how important that is. That's to me the interesting thing is that I think a lot of Bulls fans after the first week of free agency all kind of looked around and were like, huh, what? Nothing? No, no big swing? Not even like a, a, a quality, you know, like Hartenstein, not even something of that level not not prying Mitchell Robinson away from the knit and no, nothing like Drummond Dragic that's it mm. and they I think most Bulls fans not not like a huge majority but I would say based on what I saw this summer a slight at least majority of Bulls fans looked at the continuity you know uh pitch that AK and Eversley gave and didn't buy it there is a benefit of continuity this will be this team's second season playing together as basically the same roster say for a couple of you know bench depth pieces that that is going to be the determining factor in a lot of this continuity bad continuity good um yeah. continuity would look a lot better if it looked like lonzo ball was getting ready to lace him up in training camp but that is part of the continuity lonzo ball was hurt coming into this right. season lonzo ball still hurt that's bad continuity, and you did nothing to address it. I'm sorry, not nothing. You added Goran Dragic. Okay. Um, they play wildly different games, and they have wildly different skill sets. Um, so, I mean, looking at all of that, I, to me, it's completely believable that the Bulls in this, at least as far as their starting five go, are nowhere near the top of the East, despite the all-star power of DeMar and Zach Levine, and despite the very real possibility that Vooch is due for a big bounce back season. Um, and maybe also the big possibility that Patrick Williams is due for a third year breakout season. Go Pete Wheel. But the Cavs oh. thing, the Cavs thing is crazy to me. That is the thing. The of all three? Of, at four? The fourth best starting. Wow. Okay. I like like you said, Will, with like overreacting to PJ Tucker. Mm -hmm. 
I think people are overreacting to this Cavs trade a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I hate I mean, the Cavs sick. made that move because it is a win-now move, and the, you don't look at the Cavs as a cupcake matchup on the schedule anymore, even if you yeah. did before. Yeah. But come on. But she would have been wrong, too. Yeah. I mean, unless you're the, unless you're the Bulls. <laughs> I mean, they got a legit stud scoring guard in Garland, and they got a legit duo of stud twin towers in yeah. Allen and Mobley. Like that's a, and then and then they added Donovan Mitchell to that. Yeah, you got three all stars on your team. Like that's yeah, you 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 vicious. That's that's a vicious team, and we'll see if that because that's also continuity also with them with that well, starting five them coming back. Bulls also have three all stars on their starting five. Yes, they do. Yes, they. Have I, they I know do. Bulls fans aren't, three, aren't a fan of one. labeling Vooch as an all star, but hey, two times. he's there two times. We beat the Cavs three one last year. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and what a what a wild card to round us out here from the comments. Niall saying Kobe White due for a breakout season. Stacy King gave us the guarantee. The Stacy guarantee. I. <laughs> forgot kobe white was on the team oh <laughs> uh, uh. i mean not really but i forgot for a while now as we've been discussing lonzo ball the, mm-hmm. the bulls backcourt depth kobe white still hanging around out there somewhere um all right sadly we are out of time for today thanks everybody for tuning in um missed missed you guys missed you dave will joey glad to be back um and missed you bulls nation one more reminder Go give CHGO Bears a follow on the Twitter, yes. on all the socials. Uh, yes. If you aren't a member of CHGO yet and you really want great Bears coverage this season, in addition to this upcoming bowl season, now's the time to subscribe. Uh, go get that awesome new Justin Field shirt that just dropped today in the CHGO merch locker. Uh, and stay tuned for a fresh week of episodes. Dave, we're going to be in the mm-hmm. studio tomorrow studio tomorrow face in three dimensions all up in this region right here Ah. there's an inflatable bear in the studio now i do not know what's going on here and a set of beautiful bags boards all those bags dude i don't even listen you know i don't play productivity is about to plummet now we got bags boards in the office that made me want to play you see how how i lit up inside also i was like all right I'm like, I kind of want to play now. Like, oh, I kind of nice. want to do this. That was awesome. Will, you need to get back to the States, back to Chicago. We need to recruit a four. Joey, you're our fourth. The four of us are playing some bags when, when Will's back from Brazil. Soon. Soon. <laughs> That's all I'll All say. right, y'all. Uh, I'll send a fax. I'm, I'm about to say that, Will. We're going to get the fax. We're going to get the I'm back fax. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Tom Brady sucks. Uh, all right. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Bulls underscore Peck. Pow, BWL Sports. Bow. Won't Gottlieb. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Climbing our way closer to that 5K mark on CHGO underscore Bulls Twitter followers. Y'all want Big Dave in the Tigers and Tukes for a pre and post game show early this season. Let's make it happen early because I need it. Until next time for Big Dave, for Will, for our great producer and our pal Joey Spathis. I'm Peck. See you tomorrow, Bulls Nation. See, Rebby, good.